As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Greetings and welcome inside the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Hobo. Happy Tuesday. Broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. And now, Mike Carmen, after the long national nightmare of waiting for Kentucky and Michigan State to end, now we'll find out the latest playoff rankings in college football. Really? We had to wait? We had to, you yeah, you, you had to. You couldn't just put it out in a tweet and say, hey, we got the show coming up after. Really? We got to wait to watch the end of a November college basketball game? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. This is more important than the college football playoff. Come on. 
Yeah, when you've got Dickie V complaining about college basketball before Thanksgiving, I mean, he's done it before, but really, that's the, the viral piece coming out of the college basketball slate today. That's, that's not good for business. And let's face it, it's now 10, 10 o'clock on the East Coast. You got deadlines for newspapers, all these things going, damn it, where are my rankings? Oh, you got to wait. Oh, we got this game. Oh, Tom Izzo. Oh, look, another upset. Oh, look, this is amazing. You know who number one is? It's Georgia. Come on, I can do the rankings. I got one eye. I'm a guy. I can do everything. Michigan, Ohio State, TCU. Come on. That's well done. That is a good start, good energy to start the show. Obviously, the caffeine and sugar coursing through your veins. You are ready to roll here. But, no, to his point, it gets lost in the mix, right? Even the game on the aircraft carrier. Okay, it was windy. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Moving on, right? That kind of thing. Uh, so now, now you've got a full slate of NBA games to talk about. You you have the college football rankings, and after all the chaos of Saturday, you've got to watch the, the fallout of that and start setting up the next week's games. The NFL and all the weirdness going on, the number of injuries, people complaining about fields uh, that they keep getting assigned to. Now everybody crying about the fields in Munich. You can't get the fields right here that you control every Sunday. What the hell made you think you were going to go overseas and suddenly that was going to be to your liking? That and people complaining about cleat level and everything else. I mean, there's so much going on. So Dick Vitale is excited to have him back. It's good. I mean, the guy's been through the ringer. But now uh, I think he's the voice of reason. I never thought I'd say that. If, now, if they had him announce the rankings, that would be pretty cool. Hey, we no, got time it. out. Here. Let me tell you. Oh, you think TCU, they're number four? Oh, look at them. Big 12, Texas Christian. Well, but how about he's the only guy with the sheet? Oh, he's they the only one the who list, knows? And, okay. you, and you have to watch the game to okay. find out. Okay. And, and he releases one after every, you know, eight minutes or, you know, <laughs> designated television timeouts. You want to talk about must-see TV and, and get the ratings up for your college buckets game, that's how you do it. Let me tell The next three-pointer, I'll reveal another team. So you went, oh, it's a three. Oh, it's a big lead for Michigan State. Georgia's not- number one. <laughs> I'm not giving another team until someone misses back-to-back free throws. <laughs> uh, oh, you think USC is going to move all the way up? Do I go, oh, it's a missed free throw. Tell USC's in the top ten, but I'm not going to tell you where they are. Got to wait for the next free throw. Now, that would be pretty entertaining. If they, if, if they had put out a tweet, hey, Dick Vitale is going to announce the college football. Maybe that's a new thing anyway. Just have Dick Vitale announce the college football playoff. Well, it's Hibbert Berman. Or Gus Johnson. I mean, let, let's try well, to move, He'll be move fired up. There's here. no question I mean, you get, the, you get the three of them doing it, that would be, that'd be pretty fantastic. Wow, that's it. Yeah. And they battle for who gets to say it first, best, <laughs> and loudest. So we're still waiting. The college football playoff show uh, is just on now. They are counting down the teams, and they are up to number eight. Uh, to tell you where things are, Clemson is number nine. Alabama is number eight. A nine and one Clemson team that a couple years ago would have been a nine and one Clemson. They got to be in the top four. No, no, no. Clemson's number nine, sitting on the outside looking in. Uh, this is not really the college basketball, you know, re- bracket reveal. It's, uh, do you really need to go? Slow? Do we really need to go? You can't just say here's the teams one through twenty five, and now we focus on one through four and everything. It's we, a really TV we count show. down. We count. I mean, come on. 
Really? You're going to go to commercial break and then say, hey, the new top seven's coming up next. Oh, okay, great. It's so important, but oh, we had to have uh, Kentucky and, 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 and Michigan State before. Okay, okay. I, I, come on. The only thing, the only thing that's getting me through this, Mike Harmon, is that, that is that Buck Showalter is your MLB Manager of the Year. How about Metzio. that? Metzio. I mean, if we couldn't National win the World League Series. Manager of the Year. Good for him. And we couldn't we could only win one playoff game. Buck Showalter, your Manager of the Year. I'm Buck. Well, and I'm here to stop. Oh, no. Win awards. I'm here to win awards, people. <laughs> Ah, now I want to watch. I don't Kill win Kill in the playoffs, but I win awards. Uh, I want to watch Kill Bill again now. I know what I want to do. Uh, yeah, look at Buck <laughs> winning. I mean, it's easy, right? I mean, you, t- you talk about a team that that didn't achieve. They fired their manager, bringing Buck Showalter to win 100 games. It was pretty easy. It was pretty easy to see all along he was going to wind up winning it, which shows you uh, sometimes a manager needs to come in with a steady hand. You let guys play, and they'll reach their potential. It's kind of what Jeff Saturday is doing in Indianapolis. I'm not going to upset the apple cart. Oh, Matt Ryan, you're going to start. You're the best quarterback we have. Oh, okay. Oh, great. Now we got it. That's how it goes. No, that's good. That's good. I, I really think these uh, some of these awards, particularly manager of the year, shouldn't you have to prove you can get through the gauntlet of the playoffs? Isn't, isn't that it? Just getting there isn't that nah. uh, uh, it's regular it, uh, season. Yeah, awards. you want a lot of regular season games. Who the hell cares? What are you doing at the end of the season? Did you manage your bullpen properly to hoist that hunk of metal? Oh, let me tell you who's manager of the year. I got that announcement, too. It's Buck Showalter. Oh! So now he's hosting now all the announcements. Sports Center courtside. <laughs> all the big announcements. All the big We're going to do all the filler. Time. Here's your uh, nondescript Tuesday night hi- <laughs> highlights from this NBA game that you don't care about. But uh, we're going to send it back to Dick Vitale for everything important today. You, you know how long it's taken me to get bleeping Nick's Jazz on a TV in front of me? In four, I mean, I can't get... I asked four times, hey, can I get Nick's Jazz? The Knicks are actually winning. Can we get Nick's Jazz? Nick? And Tyshirt's like, what do you mean? Oh, no, no, Tyshirt's Dick Vitale. Oh, I can't get Nick's Jazz on. There's nothing I can do. I don't know why. I didn't know that we actually have minor league f- uh, basketball. It's basketball, not not football. I thought it was baseball. No, it's it's basketball. Is it? It's basketball. Yes. Did you guys make the NCIS this year? We we did. Yes. Uh, Mark Harmon, Commissioner Mark Harmon, awesome. gave us an at large bid. We, it was very very Good nice. for you, Mark. Sweet. Yes, we're very happy. Uh, now the top five teams have just been unveiled the college football playoff the jason smith show with mike Harmon. where's syracuse uh Syri- did they scramble them i have, they didn't get to seven they haven't gotten all seven yet the top five are out there uh we could Nine, talk about how 30, complicated other 31. banks make it to redeem credit card rewards or we could talk about how with discover you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time i mean talk about amazing learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards terms they do apply well it's not really a surprise one through four goes as you'd expect it to be georgia number one one, Ohio State number two, Michigan number three, TCU number four, Tennessee lurking after winning last week and their loss two weeks ago. They're sitting at number five. Number six and number seven are still to be revealed. One of those teams will definitively be USC. Cleveland! It's not going to be Cleveland. Now, now I don't mean to be an ass, but why, why are you doing the top teams first? What do you mean? Is, is it just, hey, there, those, there's no drama there, so let's talk about the oh, maybe. people that might be ready to crash the party, yeah, and that's do. where the excitement is? <laughs> yeah, because that, that's really where it is. It's outside the top four, because we knew the top four was going to remain unchanged. Georgia won. When they all won, so they all get to stay in the top four. Tennessee is five, LSU is six, and USC is seven.
All right, so there's your top seven teams in the college football playoff, officially announced just seconds ago. Now, the big takeaways is, let's talk about one big takeaway here. USC holds the key to everything because a one-loss conference champion is going to get in, right? That's the way it goes all across the board. But we could see a situation this year where you have five undefeated or one-loss conference champions and somebody's not getting in because Georgia will likely get in. The winner of Ohio State-Michigan gets in. Likely TCU will get in. They have a couple of games left against uh, inferior opponents. And then you have USC. Somebody's going to win a conference and not make the playoff. That is not going to be USC. If USC is a one-loss Pac-12 champion, they will leapfrog the loser of Ohio State, Michigan. They'll leapfrog LSU at number six Mm -hmm. with two losses. They will get in the playoffs. They are the rock stars. They will get the votes. They're the guns and roses of college football. They were a dynasty forever, and we loved them, loved them, loved them. They disappeared for years. Now they're back, and they're touring, and everybody loves them again. USC will be in the top four. They will leapfrog every thing is that if USC loses or we get a two-loss Pac-12 champion, there's going to be so little chaos because it's going to be nice and neat for everybody, to, for all the other four zero or one-loss conference champions to get in. Yeah, it's I like the Guns N' Roses analogy, by the way, especially now that they're playing 100,000-seat arenas overseas. To see a people uh, on board. Likewise, USC, right? They announced a sellout for USC UCLA, over 70,000 strong uh, for this weekend's game. So that'll be thrilling. But yeah, certainly having them back in the mix is, gives a, a nice shot in the arm because you like the heavyweights. It's like when we talk about uh, in any other sport, like the Steelers being good and being around is good for business. As much as people may not like Aaron Rodgers, the Packers being around, legacy teams, good for business. Dallas, just be interesting. Don't suck. That kind of thing. College sports, we have we have those, those teams that really transcend. And, and USC being good with the swirling about the Big Ten. I know Regents for UCLA and all like there's a lot of stuff going on from a legal and political thing here in short order, but it, it makes it more entertaining. And, and we know at the end, it's a TV show, something you and I have been saying with all of these things for years. Well, no, they're cheapening it by adding another wildcard team shrug. Better TV, right? More teams involved late in the season in baseball, in the NFL, basketball. Everybody gets in uh, and you roll through. Uh, and so for college football, yeah, having a, a couple of the the heavyweights from power conferences just knocking on the door with a little bit of a stumble. Yeah, they'll, they'll make that jump immediately. All the rankings, everything else suddenly gets shuffled. And I wouldn't doubt even if these guys did hold serve, obviously there's got to be a loser in all. Ohio State, Michigan. But yeah, that, that becomes the easy argument to just say, hey, you're out because we, we need the Pac-12 to be relevant here. This is a, a big deal right now, given the, you know, the, the state of flux in college football. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Fox Sports Radio, The Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. The Fox Sports Radio tailgate is presented by the Big Green Egg. Nothing beats the flavor of live fire cooking on a Big Green Egg. It's the most versatile grill you'll ever own, backed by a lifetime warranty. Roll with the best. Shop online for free delivery at BigGreenEgg.com. Lifetime warranty, free home delivery, BigGreenEgg.com. Well, staying up late and joining us for the show, 
Very appreciative of our next guest who stops by with us here. You can follow him on Twitter at Schultz underscore report. That's at Schultz underscore report. Yes, it's Jordan Schultz, NFL insider, NBA analyst. Check him out at the score on Instagram at Jordan Schultz. What's happening, dude? How are you, man? What's up, fellas? How you doing? Welcome in. Dude, the Jets are one of the top eight teams in football. Of course I'm I'm doing (laughs) backflips right now. I'm excited. Absolutely. I Everywhere I go in New York City, I see Jet fans now. It's amazing how they all just pop up. Yeah, and all those fair-weather Giants fans now. They're with, yeah, you know, come on, man. Jet, you I mean, we, we, you know, we're, the Jets are the team of the people in New York. The Giants, uh, yeah, that's, that's cool. kind of, yeah, they're, 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 they're too upper crust. No, it is, it is really cool, though, to see how both franchises have galvanized the city, I must say. Now, are, are you big on the Giants? Are you believing that they can win, or, or are they this kind of a house of cards that's going to come down at some point? No, I, I believe in them. I was actually at their maybe their worst game of the year. One of them, they lost to Seattle, and they didn't they didn't play well particularly. But what I do love about them is is how balanced they are offensively. And you know, Daniel Jones, he's fourth in the league in terms of rushing at the quarterback position. He's eighth in QBR. He's doing it without you know a boatload of receivers. Galladay's been a zero. Uh, they lost their starting tight end, Bellinger. They lost Shepard. But he's been able to, to find guys and make plays and without turning the ball over. And then, obviously, Barkley's on pace for almost 1,800 on the ground. And I just give the defense a lot of credit. I think Wink Martindale has done one hell of a job there. So, mo- moving through the, the, the Giants and Daniel Jones suddenly with a, a surge and everybody trying to make a, a determination on him. Young quarterbacks, uh, the story of the day, being a Chicago guy, I'd be remiss if I didn't go to the Justin Fields uh, part of things, where after week three, everybody wanted him gone and thought he was a bust, and now everybody's jumping on to proclaim him the next great thing. Where are you in that large uh, pendulum and continuum? I was always a big fan. Um, you know, even when he struggled, I thought he would find it because I, I think he's extraordinarily talented. You know, he's he, he's 23 years old, and he's got the physical tools the, to become a superstar. But I think what people don't know or are beginning to realize is the competitiveness and the workmanlike nature of him. What I mean by that is he, this guy lives in the facility. I, I talked to Quincy Avery, who's been his – his coach QB guy since since middle school. And what he told me was not only is he the fiercest competitor he's ever been, been around, but Fields is a guy that the only quarterback he's ever seen, and he's been around a lot of good ones, that actually wants to throw five days a week. He has to tell them to take a break. And the reason I bring that up is because when you're not winning games, it's really hard to continue putting in that work. It's a lot easier when things are going your way. So for him to keep that mindset and continue to put in the work, now you're seeing the results. I mean, he's, he's got 555 yards rushing in five games, the largest ever by a quarterback in the Super Bowl era. He just tied Walter Payton's record. I mean, he's doing things that we haven't seen. And I think also from a throwing perspective, you know, he's got a great arm, but he, he's, he, it's easy to look at the stats and say he's just running. But if you actually watch him, to me, I, I see a guy that's running to throw and then run to run second. And he's starting to go to that second and third progression. Eventually, you'll see him go third to fourth. That's what the great ones do. So I, I'm a big believer in Justin Fields. Oh, you know, that's music to my ears because, you know, I thought he was going to be a breakout guy. He's Harmon and I's fantasy guy in, in, in our dynasty <laughs> league, and we traded Lamar Jackson because we were all in on Justin Fields. So I'm ha- unless you're going to wind up cursing Justin Fields, in which case that'll be very upset with you. 
Well, it wouldn't be the first time I curse someone, but I, I do think, I do think it's pretty impressive. You know, I mean, they don't have a ton around them, and you know, Herbert just went to IR. That doesn't help, right. but he, he's done. He's been really impressive. He's basically he's been in the league a year and a half. He had Matt Nagy, who was horrendous, and now he's got Luke Getzey, the OC, who, who I think he he's in sympathetical with. Yeah, I'll uh, refrain from doing my Matt Nagy rants. They are epic, and they're all over our podcast. Well, wait, 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 wait a second, yeah. wait a second, Harvin. Frostberg wanted to jump in to say, hey, make sure everybody knows that's Khalil Herbert and not Justin Herbert going to IR. Yes, yes. All right, yes. Let's... Sorry, I know he's a Charger fan. I'm yes. sorry, Khalil Herbert. You just, he just fell down. He's had a heart attack now. You look at Jordan, you know he just did to him now. He's fallen down. i got to go resuscitate well, him now. Well, with everybody else hurt on the Chargers, I mean, he's the last man standing, so if he goes down, too it's a problem <laughs> that's true that's true that, that's enough we can get into charger talk but that's that's a little bit more negative <laughs> hey uh another quarterback i know you're hot to talk about is Tua tongue of iloa this offense is absolutely outstanding I, I look at it, i think it's the best offense in the nfl and and he's finally getting his due and it's it's almost they're almost unstoppable at this point he has i have a call coming tomorrow on him because i i think he's still being underrated to me, they are the best offense in the league, or at least it's a very worst. They're the third best offense behind Kansas City and Buffalo. But I'm surprised when they're when they're held under 30. I mean, he's he's explosive. He makes great decisions. He he does it in a way that is old school. You know, he's not a real twitchy guy. He doesn't throw the ball certainly deep down the field like a Justin Fields or a Trevor Lawrence, one of these other really strong arm young quarterbacks. But he's extremely accurate. I mean, I, I could rattle through the stats, but there, it's it's like first or second every EPA drop back. Uh, oh, third, how about I love this stat: thirteen percent, or sorry, thirteen yards per completion when he does complete. That's the largest, a biggest total of the league. And maybe most importantly, over seven percent of his dropbacks lead to touchdowns, which is far and away the highest total in the league. So, Tua to me is an MVP candidate, and more more importantly. He is playing lights out, winning football, and they're seven and three. Add Wilson to Mostert. You've got a nice backfield there. Two guys yep. with the San Francisco it. pedigree with McDaniel. So get good balance there. Uh, now, we had the game in Germany, a lot of crying about the, the field and, and a lot of talk about how great the crowd was. But in the end, the evaluation is all about Tom Brady heading into the bye, gets a big win there. Uh, what what does it mean propelling them to, to the second half as it is? Yeah. Yeah, I thought I thought it was probably their best game, and you know, I mean, Seattle made a made a late push. But the reason I say that is because, you know, first of all, the defense played really well. They held Kenneth Walker, who's been great, to 17, uh, 17 yards on ten carries. And then I think, from an offensive standpoint, getting Chris Godwin back and healthy is everything for them. He's a big guy that can play in the slot. Um, he had his first touchdown of the year. Brady averaged almost nine yards per throw. That was his highest total of the season. And it was the second game all year he wasn't sacked. So you put all of those pieces together. They're going into the bye. They're in the worst division in the league. I mean, I think nine wins easily gets you there, and, and they're 5-5. Five and five. So if I'm a Bucks fan, I feel, I feel a lot better. I mean, I, it's not perfect, but it's better. 
Look, because I always thought going in when, when it was week three, week four, Brady's taking his lumps. It's just going to be a little bit of time. It's going to be week 10, week 11 for the Bucks to really get going. Now, I, I still believe that, and they're kind of on there, but I, I don't know that their ceiling hasn't been lowered in a large way. Because, look, they're playing in a, in a really bad division, and there's other teams that are better. To, to think, I think we're, we're on the Brady hangover a little bit to think that, okay, now suddenly the last few weeks of the season, they're going to be back ripping off touchdown after touchdown. He's going to wind up throwing 35 TDs this year. No, that's not their style, though. Um, they don't. I don't think they have. I, I, I don't know. If, I don't want to say they don't have the personnel, but listen, I, losing Antonio Brown, even though we, we knew that was going on last year, it, that hurt them a lot. I think Russell Gates has not been. Uh, he hasn't been 100 percent healthy, and then I think the offensive line, you know, just being decimated. You had the retirement, the Jensen, Marvin. I mean, all these problems from an injury standpoint have really hurt them. And then also going from Bruce Arians to Todd Bowles, anytime you go from a veteran coach to, I mean, he's not a new coach, but a new coach for them, a new head coach is a big deal. And you have a new OC in Leftwich who who I like. He's still a young coordinator in this league, only a couple years. So to me, they're they're, they're never going to be a team that's going to put up 35 a game. But they they can play ball control. I really like Rashad White, their rookie. And I think with, when Fournette comes back, that'll be a nice one-two punch. So they can play good ball control, take your shots down the field a couple times a game, and, and win with defense. And you know, with, when you have Tom Brady, that's, that's not a bad thing. Jordan Schultz, our guest, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon here, Fox Sports Radio, NFL Insider, NBA analyst at The Score. You can find him there at The Score, but also at Schultz Report, S-C-H-U-L-T-Z underscore report for that. And then he does TikTok dances at Real Jordan Schultz. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe a couple along the way while, while giving you great insight and advice. Uh, let's turn to the other side of that Germany game in the Seattle Seahawks. The division has now opened up for them to just run away and hide. Can Geno Smith be the guy to manage it all the way through or are there, there warts on this team that we're just starting to uncover? No, the former. I, I really I, I, I am blown away by them. I mean, I, I don't know how anybody can watch Seattle play and not think that's a good football team. I mean, they, mm-hmm. everything they do is solid. You know, I mentioned Geno earlier. I, I think he's in that conversation with Tua uh, as an MVP candidate. He's certainly the comeback player of the year. Sure. I mentioned Walker. They run the ball. Their rookie class is the best in the league. You know, it is unbelievable how well they drafted. And I've been critical of John Schneider, their GM. He deserves a lot of credit. They draft Tariq Woolen. They draft Walker. They draft Kobe Bryant, who's playing really well in the nickel. They draft Abe Lucas and Charles Cross. They're both starting and bookending their offensive line. I mean, it's just it's remarkable. they got five guys playing significant roles as rookies. And then you – you obviously had the receivers with DK and and uh, and Lockett, three tight ends. There's just a lot to like about them. Um, that division you mentioned, it's hard to predict what San Francisco is going to be. I don't think Garoppolo's played well at all. The defense is very good, and they obviously had McCaffrey. But to me, Seattle's the best team in that division, and Seattle's the type of team that you would not want to play in the playoffs because they can win different ways. They can win – running the ball, they can win throwing the ball down the field, and they turn you over a lot. So they're not a fun team to play. 
Jordan, just to, to follow up on that, you mentioned Schneider, and obviously we've had to be critical the last couple of years as it seemed like a lot of it was kowtowing to what was going on with Russell Wilson, and they've gone back to the formula that helped build that initial squad a decade ago. Absolutely. Or at least that's the outside looking in. Absolutely. Uh, big physical corners, um, you know, a running game. Uh, if you go back to when they won the Super Bowl, that was the that was the best offensive line they had for a, in a decade with Russell Wilson. That was before they traded Max Unger for Jimmy Graham. It was really when they invested resources into the line. That's this is this is this mirrors that they have a they have a good offensive line for the first time really since you know 2012 2013 right in there basically a decade. And as a result, they're able to do what Pete Carroll really wants to do, which is run the ball first, then go play action and take your shots. And I think Geno Smith, without question, deserves a five-year, you know, massive contract extension. I think he'll get it. But he is, you know, you, I, talk, I mentioned two on the AFC. I mean, I guess he's similar in the NFC in terms of accuracy, um, dropbacks that lead to touchdowns. He's incredibly good on play action. So, to your point, this is the type of team that Pete Carroll wants to have and probably felt like he couldn't have when, when Russell Wilson was there over the last, let's say, five years. I'll I'll tell you this, Jordan. Of all the things in August that I didn't think we'd say in November, Geno Smith deserves a massive five-year contract extension is probably at the very bottom. I don't think I would have come around to that. If you give me a million chances, I don't think I would have come around to that. What, 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 would, have, what would have had better odds, that or, or Tua being top three or four in MVP? Oh, yeah, or or the Jets being this good. I I, I don't know. That may be below it. Maybe below, maybe. I, I tell you this. I, I don't know how we're doing on time, but I mentioned being in Seattle, uh, having spent some time with, with Gino and DK. The, the thing that stuck out to me was how comfortable and confident he is in the offense. Uh, not only Pete Carroll, but, but Shane Walder and the OC. Their, their level of synergy, they are super lockstep, and I think – you know, a lot was made about what Pete Carroll said with the wristband and Russell Wilson and Geno, and just put that aside. The relationship between OC and quarterback is everything in this league, and we're seeing it in Miami. We're seeing it in Seattle. It, it makes a huge difference, and Geno is remarkably prepared. He's confident, and I think as a result, you're seeing a, a winning football team. Well, I found the two odds: 150 to one before the season. Now he's five to one. I thought it was seventy. So you said one fifty to one to win the to win the. That was the that was when it opened. Yeah, so okay. it would have moved yeah. before the, the in the preseason as they move things around, right, and make some additions. Well, but now well, it's I mean, five to one. Mike is offshore I mean, I, apparently. I, I, I hope you guys. I hope you have Tyreek or Waddle on your fantasy teams because. All over. Wow. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm looking. I well, well, I don't. I don't, and it's why every year in fantasy, I finish. But I'm a cellar dwelling fantasy player. But you keep coming back for more, baby. That's all that matters. I'm, I'm, I'm a sucker for it. Yeah. Oh, he's on Twitter at Schultz underscore report. That's at Schultz underscore report. Nobody covers the league like Jordan Schultz, NFL, NBA analyst. At the scores, Instagram is Jordan Schultz. TikTok, real Jordan Schultz. And uh, Jordan, I want if the Jets beat the Patriots Sunday. I want an official Jets TikTok dance from you after the game. Done. Oh Done. Done. There we go. Done. There uh, we go. I, I, I promise. <laughs> Buddy, as always, thanks so much for staying thanks, up with guys. us, man. Be good. Have a good. See you, Jordan. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. 
Bing bang. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Oh! Live from the TireRack.com studios. Uh, thanks to Jordan Schultz for stopping by a few minutes ago talking NFL with us. We spent a lot of time talking about Geno Smith. He said, look, Geno's got to be up there with Tua, an MVP conversation. Just some incredible stuff. But I, I want to take this this Geno conversation in a different direction because he's been a big topic. The last <laughs> to talk about weeks. how much the Jets have sucked no, no, as no, an organization because they ruined Geno, no, no, and he no, could have no. been doing this in New York. No. He could have been the king of New York, he, ruling the world. He had a chance, and he didn't. He stunk. It was fine. Uh, but but watching this year and seeing and seeing Geno Smith, seeing now Colt McCoy go in in. Arizona and win a game against a great defense when all he did was base hand running the offense the right way. We're doing what we're supposed to be doing. I, I but Gino specifically, and I think Colt McCoy, who started a handful of games over the course of his career, and he's shown that hey, you know, I, I can I can make some plays here. How many careers of quarterbacks have we missed? How many careers did guys not have because they weren't in the right fit? They weren't in the right system for their talents. Because Geno Smith had many chances, right, with the Jets, with other teams, and here he is finally, 32-year-old. He's been a backup. He was handed the job just because, and here he is playing extremely well. And now, look, he's going to get a big contract extension. How many guys do you think we see that have gotten drafted, that are really talented, but they wind up washing out of the NFL because they just can't find the right fit? Because Geno's got the right fit, because here's Pete Carroll, who wanted to run a team a certain way. It's why he wanted Russell Wilson gone so he could do what he wanted to do, running the football, throwing a certain way and not relying on the 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 Russell Wilson show. And because of that, Geno's hit it at the right time with this team and look, he's on the cusp of a big contract extension having this. How many guys could have had these really good careers but just because they got drafted early, but they got drafted by the wrong team, or they they weren't given a chance to jump into a system that takes advantage of their talents, or they were pushed out because of a coaching change and never got a chance to show that we can do things on the field. Mm-hmm. How many guys? Because this is ten years for G- this is not Geno Smith that a couple of games and then he's out and never got a chance again. This is ten years he's been kicking around before he's gotten this chance right now. No, but that's it. You could bounce to multiple places and still never get the shot. You're a placeholder and. With the amount of GM turnover, the amount of coaching turnover, coordinators all the way down the line, guys want their players, guys they've evaluated from college, guys that they had prior experience with. And you see that shuffle happens all the time. We could probably go through the draft for the last 20 years and come up with 100 names pretty fast of guys that we have no idea whether they were good or not. You saw them a little bit in the preseason. Maybe they flashed. Maybe they didn't. Obviously, you'd have beat reporters and other folks that would have extensive notes on their daily uh, accuracy. Did he go eight for eight in red zone drills on that Tuesday in early (laughs) August? You know, all of those things that I don't have access to, but guys that you would circle and say, did we really ever get to see them try to play? Like right now, do you know what Jared Stidham is? Just take a, a current example. No, <laughs> I don't think you have any idea. He, but they decided he wasn't the guy, and you got to trust to some level that Belichick and company knew what they were. You look at Gino; he's bounced a bit. I mean, it's it's been enough to stay on rosters. Uh, you you mentioned the situation with Colt McCoy in Arizona that looked a lot crisper and cleaner than with the hand picked Kyler Murray, didn't it? 
So a lot of folks saying, yeah, just let him run it. So you, you have those things that happen. You find the right coach, right philosophy, and at some point as a quarterback, you say, this may be the only chance I get, so blanket. Right? That was the Ryan Fitzpatrick world. Where are like, all right, if I'm done, I'm done. But he was good enough in spurts that keep getting new contracts until he finally now is, is a broadcaster and rolling into that era. But we saw it time and again. Well, you, you know, you could trust him for three or four games, and then he'd turn into a pumpkin. But he was a guy that had value for a lot of years. And he had a great beard, Mike. Come on. Oh, damn right he did. If he doesn't have the beard, I don't know if he's in the NFL exactly. that long. No, it's possible. I mean, it might have been a whole Samson effect. Yeah, a little bit. Well, you know what? You know what? I, I think we'd keep you as a starter if you just had a beard. No, I could grow it. It's going to take you forever to grow it. Forget it. We're cutting you. We're going to somebody else who's got a better beard. And you and you bring your kid up, and he does some athletics. And we're bringing in Butch Beard. He's going to be our new quarterback oh, now because his name Nicely is Beard. Done. That's what we have right there. Hey, Jason. Yeah, what's remember up, that one uh, Chargers Jets game we went to back in the day, uh, and how great Geno Smith was? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Unless he wasn't, dude couldn't even tell time back then. Was it th- that was that, the, is that true. was the game? That was another problem yeah. back then. That was the game we went to. Where it Gino was a close Smith score too. D- didn't know what time it was close in the Unless first quarter. Wasn't. No, was it thirty-five nothing? Uh, I think thirty-one nothing. Thirty-one, I think. Th- yeah, thirty-one nothing. And Michael but, Vick played quarterback in the second half of that game. That was terrible. He sucked, too. Yeah. Well, let me throw one last thing, right? Because we just talked to Jordan Schultz, and he mentioned Justin Fields. Look how many people were ready to throw him to the curb. Ah, he's not going to be the guy. This doesn't work. Look what Nagy did and what he became. And now it's more. Wow, really? Look what Nagy did to him because suddenly you're uncorking him, not not only as a running guy because of necessity, but planned and off script. Uh, And now you're looking at second, third reads. Cole Komet is viable, and and the offense clicking. They're not winning games, but they're scoring 29-plus a week. Mm. Twitter, and how about a fresca? Mike gets swollen dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Just think about that, how many guys we may have missed out on big careers because they just didn't get into the right system. Insane. Uh, 877-99 on Fox is the phone number. Coming up next, we have more from the NFL, but what could really make the college football playoff incredibly interesting. That's next, Fox.